we'll start in verse 1. really feel like you know we talk of spiritual fathers that we need spiritual fathers and mothers but the body of Christ needs to step up and you younger ones need to start stepping into fatherhood as well right away um, just think if, if every person would take one person disciple them, really just be a father, mother to one person who may not even know Jesus, right? Just think what would happen. There'd be such multiplication in the church, we wouldn't even know what to do. But we're so gimme, gimme oriented that we just, we don't get out of ourselves, right? And so the Lord's trying to do something in the body of Christ. That's why he's raised up in this, this time, right, he's trying to restore the fivefold ministry. He's trying to restore it. He's not trying to get rid of it. It is necessary, right? How many know it's necessary? <laughs> not so that people can lord over you, but that the Holy Spirit can use people, right? He's set to feed the body so that we would walk in the fullness of Jesus Christ and the maturity of Jesus Christ, right? Not so that we can give our apostle prophet cards to people or evangelist pastor cards to people or have a network. <laughs> That's all twisted, really. I know I'm really talking low. God wants to do something amazing, and he has to raise us up as sons, right? He's calling us to that, so I'm just going to start reading. Verse 1 says, now, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from, this, from a slave, though he is a master of all. But as under guardians and stewards... Until the appoint, until the time appointed by the Father. Say appointed by the Father. And God wants to. Uh, he, we are sitting, I believe, in an appointed time right now that God is calling us to rise up of, out of childhood, into maturity, into mature sons. He's not looking for immature sons and daughters. He's looking for mature sons and daughters, so that we can live and fulfill what God said in the Scriptures, right? And and he can pull us up into a higher place so that you can begin to do like, I, I know there's conditions in this building, physical conditions, and that doesn't ha even have an issue of sonship, but it does, when we know who we are, when God begins to reveal, right, the sons of God, when he begins to reveal that in fullness, we begin to look like, I'll show you in a minute, because the spirit of Jesus is supposed to be in the son right? It's the spirit of Jesus that's supposed to be in the son and the daughter. And so when we go through all these things and, and we, we start to hit turmoil and, and conditions in our lives get a little rocky and wavy, we can't, we can't 
overcome and we get offset or our thoughts bring us to somewhere else where we're not supposed to be thinking. And so the Holy Spirit's trying to get us in this place where we align with what God's trying to pull down onto the earth. And that's true sonship. It's true maturity. And God's calling the church into maturity, not into parking lot prophecy. Because he's called people to move in the place of prophetic, but he's looking for mature prophets. And not even prophets. Prophetic people that can hear the word of the Lord for someone who's next to you, not so that they can impress them with, come on, glory and gold and you understand what I'm saying. But the, real, the reality is that he's looking for us, right? It says this, that until the appointed time by the Father... And Paul's talking about this just in family matters. And how many know the church is supposed to be family? Like it's not supposed to be an organization. It's supposed to be family. And so when we move as family, we begin to learn what the Father's trying to release to us. And, and in grabbing hold of that, we begin to stand in, in what he's called us to. And then we begin to operate as a son, not as just a child. Because I'm not going to give my child the, the, the keys to the Rari. Come on. <laughs> right? I'm not going to give him the keys to the Ferrari if he can't even drive yet, right? So we're looking for some maturity. If he can't even keep the car clean, come on, I don't want him driving my Ferrari. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it forth. No, I'm not. <laughs> I can drop it on the front door. You understand what I'm saying, though, but you understand, I'm not going to go let, all of a sudden, we're looking for complete maturity, and we're trying to raise up mature people behind us, yet we're not even mature ourselves. And we've got a lot of thoughts on how things should be done, but we're not operating out of a sonship. Come on, God's, you know, we have to assess and test spirits, but we can't, we can't overanalyze what God's doing in the moment. And I'm telling you that the Holy Spirit is trying to bring us into this place of sonship. Doesn't differ from a slave. That's interesting language. That we don't differ from people being, come on, you don't want to be enslaved. You want the rights of a son. You don't want to just be working to get stuff. You know, to just get the bare minimum. And to still be enslaved by everything around you. And what's happening is God's trying to pull the church out of this place of slavery into a place of complete freedom, the things that were just spoken over, right? Just here. He's trying to break us out of slavery, being enslaved to a system, being enslaved to, to, to old thinking that, that has not profited the church up to this point, and we think it's going to change things now. But we try and do the same thing over and over again, receiving the same results, and God's trying to bring us beyond that, right? Well, let's just keep going. Verse 4. Oh, verse 3. I didn't get to verse 3. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Very good point, Paul. <laughs> Come on. There's something God's trying to pull us out of a world system 
into a kingdom realm, into a kingdom system, so that we think like the thing, the, the kingdom, and we don't think like the world and the world system. We don't, we, we, because we become enslaved to that world. I, this is why ba Paul said, I want to be a bondservant, just bondservant of Christ. Because when I'm enslaved to Jesus, I have all freedom. There's nothing that can hold me back if I'm enslaved to the king. And I have one king. And there's something that the Lord wants to teach us and he wants to pull, pull right into your spirit, man, right now. That God is trying to break forth sons and daughters into the earth so that we don't live by the world system, but we live by a true kingdom system. And what does the kingdom look like? It looks like a life with, filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. That's easy, right? That's the kingdom of heaven. But there are kingdom principles that God wants to bring us into and pull us into so that we live out of this place, so that the things that we see on the earth are not exactly how it's, come on, happening in heaven. And we need to begin to declare by faith certain things that we're seeing in the kingdom realm so that they come forth on the earth. It doesn't help to, to be, like, you know, <laughs> you know, we've had, We've had some good ministry come through here, and, and, and I've questioned things myself. Come on. I've questioned, like, okay, God, we didn't see a realm of, of the miraculous. We didn't see a realm of healing. Like, I feel like, but God is saying, what am I, what am I saying? And I, I went over this a little last couple of weeks. The Holy Spirit is trying to pull out of us the realm of the miraculous. Does the miraculous mean we're mature? No, but when God begins to do a work inside of us and pulls us into fullness and sonship, that's one of the fruits that we're going to see. Is that okay? Because I know, like, this. <laughs> see, what frustrates me is sometimes I can sit here and speak, right? And, and things that have, and this isn't, this is, listen, don't, I don't, this is not on anyone in this room. Because of familiarity, right, things get a little changed, you know, switches up. Because you get used to my voice. And someone can come in here and say the same thing. We've had these conversations. Someone can come in and say and prophesy the same thing. And we go, oh, that's new revelation. And it's not. You've heard it 17 different ways. I probably preached it 17 times different. But it's okay. Here's what I'm saying is even in the realm of the spirit, like when, I, when there's things that I can release into, a peop into people that don't know me from, come on, they don't know me from yesterday. I've never seen them before, but I can call out conditions and people get instantly changed. Like there's instant reality. It's kingdom reality. Like there's certain things that happen. And again, I'm not saying this to for anyone in here, but I know that God wants to release this in, in kingdom and fullness and I say that so that we can receive anywhere we go. You don't need to, we don't need to go to the next conference, the next glory fest, the glory nights, wherever we're going. Although that's good, I'm going to them all. Come on. I love that stuff. But it should be every time that we get together that there's this place where we're able to receive. You hearing me? And something has to be in us with this desire to touch God and not what's being served for the night. And I don't mean that loosely. I mean that 
sometimes we're releasing things and God wants to bring us into this place. It doesn't matter what's even said. I could, you know, preach Mary has a little lamb. And he, come on, she did. But here's the deal. When the Holy Spirit shows up, I need to correct that. The Holy Spirit inside you is drawing from the Spirit of God that's all over the room. His, come on, His omnipresence. And so we can draw out what we need for that moment. It's like the gifts of the Spirit, even the fruit of the Spirit. Like some days, you know, <laughs> patience will be tested. But if you're walking in the spirit and not in the world, not in the flesh, when the, I don't know if this word's cosmos or sarx. I don't know what it, what it is in scripture. I, I didn't look it up. I'm just telling you. But the reality is this, and when we're walking in the flesh, we see things by the flesh. But when we walk by the spirit, we, feel, we sense things by the spirit. That means what do we need to do? We need to fellowship with, with the light. Still a little misty. <laughs> you hear me? That all darkness needs to be eradicated. Every place where we fellowship with darkness, and you say, Well, what's darkness? I'm not into that. No, there's certain things that we connect with that are of the flesh, that are not of the spirit, and it might as well be darkness because it is not light. Are you getting me? Because I'm telling you, God is trying to remove, he's trying to pull us out of the kingdom of darkness, this dark world, into the kingdom of light. So that when we enter into a place where we need, come on, we dial up like Neo. I'm using it. We dial up what we need for the time. Come on, I need to learn how to fly a tomahawk helicopter <laughs> download it you know what i'm saying i know it's not like that but the reality is this is what god is saying you are made you're you're who's in front <laughs> this is what how i always see it who's in front is my flesh man in the front sometimes my flesh man's in the front i promise you i need to come on i need to take care of that certain things happen and my flesh man's like ah I want to deal with it in the flesh, but God's trying to put that aside so that the spirit man is there first. How do I respond? I respond by the spirit. When things aren't going my way, when it doesn't look like it's supposed to, or when, when people are coming against me, or, or come on, you get all kinds of weird things going on in the spirit. You don't know. how many. You need to be able to sense that stuff. I'm telling you, God's trying to pull us into this realm where we live not by the flesh, but by the spirit. Ready? Here's the remedy. Jesus. <laughs> no, it wasn't a trick question. It's the truth, right? It's not a trick answer. Jesus, right? It says, but when the fullness of time had come, it's already come. Say, it's already come. Paul wrote this. It had already come. It already happened. It's already done. Done deal. God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. So he was born under the law, but he was not subject to the law. 
And some of us like being born under the law and be subjected to it. We'll get that tomorrow. Some of us like the law. That's that religious thing in us that likes, I got to do this, that, and the other thing to get God's favor, to get God's anointing, to get God's, come on. There are things, don't get me wrong, God wants us to be set apart. He wants us to give our lives. What I just told you is when we eradicate darkness, when we eradicate the flesh, the carnal living, and I'm not even saying, listen, it's not even by what I do. It's almost by how I think. It's not even what I do. Your thoughts can cause you to stumble. And the sooner we get a hold of this, listen, renewing your mind is no joke. It is like the elementary thing to enter into the kingdom realm. Like I cannot live in, in the realm of the spirit if my mind is continually battering me to move me ahead. should say to keep me behind but you know what I'm saying I want to move ahead and my mind is continually why because I haven't washed it with the word and I spend no time in the spirit and God wants to move us from this place where we live outside of the spirit into the fullness of the spirit. That doesn't mean I have to be, listen, and, and, and Jeremy did an amazing job. <laughs> How many here with that, with that Friday night? Jeremy did an amazing job and the power of the Holy Spirit moved because I need to pray in the spirit. And you don't pray in the spirit, you need to repent. And I'm telling you, I had to repent. God, I don't pray enough in the spirit. I don't pray enough. And it eradicates so many things in our lives if we would just pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, there's some things that God wants to bring and remove, and it can come by praying in the Spirit. That's not works. No, we're told to pray in the Holy Ghost. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, Born of a woman, born under the law, to what? Redeem. Redeem. Redemption is this amazing thing because it's, it's, he already paid. He already, it was already exchanged, right? We know there's a thousand illustrations I can use, but it was basically this, that Jesus did it all and he paid it all before anything. He paid it by the blood of Christ that's been paid for, that you do not have to live under the yoke, under the curse of the law. It's a curse. Because you can't do it all. There should be crazy freedom in this for us. To redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. How, you, know, how do you, you know how you receive? <laughs> Put your hands right up in the air and just say, I receive. 
Really, that's it. I receive. God, I take that for my own. I take ownership of sonship. I take ownership of sonship. And I live as a son. That's part of renewing your mind. And it's not like I have to dictate this. I have to, you know, recite this. It's not none of that. But the Lord is saying that I'm, I'm going to pull, pull all that I have from heaven and put it inside of you if you'll just receive it. I have to believe it to receive it. So the issue becomes faith. Because you can't receive anything unless you receive it by faith. And what does faith require? Absolutely nothing. I'm telling you. This redemption's free. So my sonship is absolutely, me as a son before the Father is completely free. I don't need to do anything for it. And you know this. I know, I know this. <laughs> Some of you don't. I can't take for granted that everyone knows everything, right? Ready? Here's the trick. It's not a trick. It's the truth. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. What does that even look like? Because you, ready? Because you are sons, say I'm a son, even if you're a lady in this place. I'm a son. I'm a son. And I thank you for the spirit of your son. Come on, wake up and talk to me. I thank you for the spirit of your son in me. It's the spirit of Jesus. It's the spirit of holiness. It's the spirit of adoption. It's the spirit that cries out, Abba, Father. When you don't know what to pray, when you don't know what to say, when you, don't, when you have nothing else to say, you say, Abba, help me. And there's got to be something inside of us that craves Father. Because if I do not crave the Father, then I'm just an orphan. And God's trying to pull us into this place where we live out of the kingdom. The kingdom is what? Given to the sons of the kingdom. It's not a gender issue. Come on. For once. I'm telling you, God is trying to pull us into this place where we live out of sonship. And there's no question that it's just a done deal. What was that thing banging around me? My goodness. I'm like, what did things appear in this room? Like, what is happening? I'm like, what is happening with that? I'm like, snap, snap, snap. What is going on? I didn't open my eyes, so I didn't even know what it was. My goodness. That was a rabbit trail, sorry. But this is the truth. There's something that God wants to snap into our spirits. And it's that life in sonship that never is a question. Never, never, never is a question. Because we're completely renewed in our minds 
and we think as sons and not orphans. And we think as sons and we don't prostitute gifts. And we think as sons and we don't do things according to the flesh. We're not looking to jockey into favor somewhere. We're not looking for the next man up. You know, I, I know I've said that. But we need to be able to be next man up when you're called on. Right? Everyone has to be able to step up to the plate and mature sons and daughters. It's not about even taking the office of, you know, the fivefold. It's not even about that. But it's about being ready in season. Because God may call you out. How do you know? Listen, it will accelerate your life in Jesus. It will accelerate it. And I'm telling you, you go to, you go to prayer, and you begin to pray as a son with the sonship life on you. It's Jesus praying to the Father. Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is inside of you. Right? That same spirit that gave life to every mortal body. Because you are sons. I just declare that over you, that you are sons. Like some of you need to meditate on Romans 8 for about three months. I'm telling you. I need something that changes and shifts my mind. If you do it, do it for a month. Do it for 30 days. Not five days, it's going to wear off. I promise you, I, I can't even read enough sometimes. I can read scripture over and over and over and over again. But Romans chapter 8, once a day. By the Spirit, not by, you know, just go, you know, thinking about tomorrow's trash while you're trying to read. I'm like, come on, because I think about something. You know, I'll read a chapter. I'm like, wait a minute. I was somewhere else, and I was reading that. Please, let's go back. Excuse me, Lord. Really, it's not condemnation. I'm just saying because we do it all the time, or I'm, or I'm reading without coffee. Yeah, that's the number one problem. <laughs> I know, mercy. How many love coffee? Come on, the rest of you need to pray. Come on. I can't, sometimes I just can't get it. But God wants to deposit in this generation the spirit of adoption, the spirit of sonship, the spirit of holiness. Everything you can think of, the seven spirits of heaven, come on, coming down on your life. It was all around the throne of God. That's where you want to live. You want to be there. There's no place you would rather be. I love this. Ready? Into your hearts. And I guarantee you that word. is the eye. It's the your spirit man. It's the eye of your heart. It's the knowledge of the heart. It's the understanding of your heart. It's not the flesh heart, right? Ezekiel tells us, I give you a new, I took away your stony heart and I give you a heart of flesh. I give you a brand new heart. And so this is what happens with Jesus Christ when he comes into us. There's something incredible that just should metamorphose change, completely transform my life. And it's the life of Christ inside of me. There's nothing else. There is nothing else. There's not one other thing. It's Jesus Christ, him crucified, resurrected in you. 
There's nothing else. That's the key to unlock your life. That's the key to move into things that I'm, that I'm trying to move away from is by desiring only one, the beauty of who he is. God awaken us to that. And here you go. Ready? Therefore, and I, I like this because we don't, we're not in motives to get anything. <laughs> like if you've got a motive to get something, that's already you're in, you're in, you're in a slave mindset. Do you hear me? If you're in a motive to get something, you already have a slave mindset. You already have an orphan mindset. If I have to do something to get something, I'm an orphan. But when I don't have to do something to get something, and again, I'm not talking about the, the, the very simple things that we're supposed to do. They're simple and they're basic. Purify your hearts and go after God. That's really it. Come in humility. That's all it is. Like pride needs to be smashed and trashed. But you're no longer a slave but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through one person, Jesus Christ. I become an heir. What is an heir? An heir have, has access to everything. I don't need a guardian. I don't need a steward. I don't need someone to tell me this. But I steward the mysteries of God. I steward what God has given me. Because good stewards get more. Come on. Come on, it goes back to the principles of the kingdom. If I, if I receive something, right, and I'm a good steward with it, guess what? I get more. Everything across the board. If I, if I'm, if I, I, I receive the spirit of intercession and I feel like I'm supposed to pray for something and I respond to that, you know what? You're going to get more. If I, if I receive a, a word of knowledge and I just sit on it and I don't use it, and it's not to show, listen, we, we use this like humility thing as a, a, it's really a crutch for fear. Right? So we don't say things and we don't step out and do things because I'm just trying to be humble. No, you're not. You're afraid. You're usually afraid. And then, come on, we, everything can be balanced. But we need to govern our own hearts. See, this is the thing. And we don't govern our own hearts. So as an heir, I get everything, right? I love this because I've had visions of God showing up and doing crazy things. Like, you know, backing up the truck with all the body parts. Give it to us, God, you know? New kidneys, new hips, come on, everything. It's there. Access, new blood, come on. Everything. It's, it's available for us. But we have to get past the thinking part. Because I don't respond because I'm thinking. I don't respond to faith because I'm thinking. You know what hesitation does? Nothing. If I'm an heir, I get, I get, <laughs> listen. Heir to God. 
I'm an heir to God through Christ. Just think of that. Every, every, that's why he's, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting my teeth, sorry. That's why he says, I give you the nations as your inheritance. Who wants the nations? Who wants the nations? Who wants your neighbor? Who wants the person whose body's totally mangled and crippled to get up? I'm telling you, it's all the same. It's like, I love what David Hogan said. This was quoted last night. But I love this. Because the problem is the difference we think of. We think of someone who needs some crazy, we think of it as a crazy miracle, but he, he thinks of it this way, right? That it's the same as praying for a headache. Oh, I can pray for that. But the miraculous becomes, all of a sudden, it's a big giant when it's really not. It's the same blood of Jesus. It does the same thing. It does the same thing. It does the same thing to the person who has MS for the person who has a headache. I know. I'm not operating and flowing in it yet. No, yet. Yet. And that's not presumption. I'm just, we're going for it. Right? We're going for it. Because when Jesus walked down the street, he didn't tolerate it. He just went after it. He didn't even try. Like, ah, da, 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 da. it was none of this. I'm serious. It's like, he just flowed in miracles because he was a son. Right? Because the father loves the son and shows him all things. And everything the father's about to do, if, he, if we're listening, if we're hearing, if we're attending to what he's doing, all of a sudden, the, the things that the father can do, we can just do. So who's listening to the father? Who's listening to the Father? Who's becoming a son and a daughter that listens to everything that the Father says? Lord, let it be me. Lord, let my life be completely engaged with what you're doing all the time. Let it, let it be not shut it on, shut it off and turn it on. Lord, not when I'm just in church, not when I'm looking for a guy going down the street, not when I'm on evangelism mode. Lord, let it always be on. Because Jesus never turned it off. Therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. God's moving us out of all that into complete sonship. Let's stand.
pray as we get to talk to the Father. Lord, we lift our hands. We thank you for sonship tonight. Lord, we don't want to live as children. We don't want to live as immature. We don't want to live as slaves. But we thank you for complete sonships tonight. We thank you, Father, that you've already declared it over us in Scripture. We just live in that place. We live out of that place. We live in the fullness of sonship. Lord, no matter what our earthly father looks like, we live out of this place where we're fearless because we know where you, you are backing us, Father. We know that you're the one that lived on this earth and demonstrated an obedient son in everything you did, just walking, knowing what, what, what the father was always saying. So I thank you, God, for that tonight. Lord, we thank you, God, for that tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that tonight. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, which he made to abound, hear me, abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself, that the, in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather in one all things in Christ, which were both on heaven and which are on earth in him. God has this deposit that he wants to release on us right now, right now. Just a matter of whether you're going to take it or not. You can be distracted. You can have your own thoughts. You can be racing on tomorrow's agenda but I, I would just encourage you right now in him we have redemption through blood, through his blood the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace that he made to abound towards us it's abounding towards you it's an abundance towards us it's in the fullness of time he's releasing all that we need everything we need Right now, throughout all eternity, he chose now. So we receive that now, Father. We thank you for the abundance of your grace upon us right now to receive from you, Jesus. We thank you for the, for the complete redemption of who you created us to be. The, the model of Jesus Christ in us, the hope of glory, revealed in the earth right now. Thank you that you loved us so much that you paid the purchase. You made the ransom. You paid the debt. You cashed out for us. You gave everything. You went bankrupt so that we'd have everything. You spent everything on us. You spent everything on CJ. You spent everything on Gloria. You spent everything on Jonathan. You spent everything on everyone in this place so that we'd have it all, everything, everything according to your word. So we receive it now.